Hello and welcome, listeners, to the fourth of a great many early game podcasts. As you can tell from the name, this is a podcast about games, video games specifically, but we want to be a broad church and appeal to every type of video game fan. Great TV show. Broad church. Mm. Haven't actually seen it. You really should. Okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> a convers- that's for our second podcast on TV and film, but back to our video the game second podcast, podcast, which will literally be called... The Watermelon. <laughs> the Broad Church. Uh, Strictly non-religious. But then it would be like, is that like... That's too specifically in reference to one thing. Then it becomes just me and you watching Broadchurch doing a director's commentary. It's actually a TV show (laughs) in Australia... Can't remember what it's called. Gogglebox. I think oh, that's what that. it's called. That's yeah, what the, the fuck? Well. What is this game? What is, what is this fucking show? I've well, never. It works. S- it's like streamers for I've old people. I've never seen the show before. But why? It it works. It does work. It sounds strange, but it's the same appeal as streamers are for young people. You just enjoy someone else and their reaction. And I think it's just for people that are a bit lonely, don't have friends. Sorry, not to, <laughs> not to isolate. No, no. Gogglebox is great. And if you like Gogglebox or you like Twitch, you're great as well. <laughs> Please ignore Faris. Edit that out. <laughs> Please don't. Um, uh, I mean, no. Please. You don't get it? No, I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't what I also don't get, what I also don't get, and you can probably explain this to me, John, is <laughs> British MasterChef. British MasterChef is fantastic. Not the show for amateurs, but MasterChef the Professionals is no, a fantastic. No, no, of course the professionals. Okay. No, no, but what I mean, why, why are they so nice? What's the actual fuck? Yeah. It's. I mean, the BBC like to play into. I think because we sell a lot of our TV abroad, particularly with ITV and BBC, we sell people this idea of Britishness. So it's like things like Bake Off. You get that idea of oh, we're so quaint and we're just going to make sponge cakes and love each other, and it, and it, <laughs> and it hides that we've been fueling war around the world for no. three hundred years. You know, it's been it's been two weeks since uh, we last recorded a podcast, and um, since then, since then. Um, and this could maybe just segue into our next kind of like, what are we playing? But okay. this is actually not what we've been playing. But I've gotten really into Downton Abbey. Really? You yes. would normally despise that kind of show. Yes. And I, it's very funny because I always thought it was called Downtown Abbey. Oh, God. <laughs> and I didn't realize until I was watching the show... <laughs> That it's actually called Downton yeah, Abbey. Of course. Have you not seen any promos? Of course not. Downtown Abbey. <laughs> and you know what's so strange about that show? What's so strange is that nothing happens. No, it's slice of life, isn't it? They're sitting, having tea, and it's engaging. And it is. It's really engaging. Again, it's fetishizing the British, which people love to do. And people yeah. do lap it up around the world, as you yourself I, are now doing. Consuming I, I re- boxer after I really boxer. think that we should do, you know, like a um, Down Under Abbey. Down yeah. Under Abbey. <laughs> what would it, would it still have the upper class? Is there a, is there much of a class system in Australia from the inside yeah. from the outside? Of course in, it just there is. Everyone's of course like there is. Beautiful it's, and it's rich. It's just in in Britain, you know, like they've got this whole you know lords and ladies versus the plebs. Yeah. In Australia, we've just got cotton farmers and politicians versus the plebs. But the plebs actually think that they're middle class and they think they're pretty well off, but actually but they're actually not really. They're not. Um, but 
But I wonder if the people at the top, the uh, farmers and the politicians, would they on an Australian show? Are is that I don't know. I see my perception of Australia from the outside in again. So this could be completely wrong. Is that no one's got time for manners? Not that you're rude people, but that it's like we're down and dirty. We don't got time for that kind of pretentious <laughs> British thing. It's kind of we but, we but swear and we say it, the c word. But mate. wouldn't that be funny though if you did a similar kind of show but with that as the context? I mean, I'd watch it. I'd certainly tune in. Yeah, <laughs> instead of a bunch of rich people living in a house in the in the nineteen tens, it's a bunch of fucking bogans. Living in a fucking Western Sydney suburb with their Vegemite and their shit beer. And you would it be that you'd play up to all of those influences? Would you want it to be an authentic tale of modern Australia? Or would you happily see it play up all the stereotypes? So people all are on the, of the beach stereotypes. all the time. See, this is the problem because we have shows that are similar to what I'm describing, but the problem is that they're just too honest. Yeah. And I just want all of the stereotypes. I I want a dude literally going to war on a kangaroo. Yeah, or so the ostrich war or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, emu war. Emu then, rather yeah. than ostrich. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I've offend- <laughs> I've showed my ignorance to your culture and history now. Sorry. <laughs> well, that yeah. was five and a half minutes of bullshit. Do you yeah. want to um before I know move good us job on? you stopped us because I was gonna start talking about neighbours, which was which you know was huge in your You know my my high school well, we're going real deep now. My high school history teacher was on neighbours. Really? Yeah. Wow, well that's a claim to fame. As I say, it was huge over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. he wanted to be a actor and uh he didn't really succeed. Only got a few cameos. But, but Snack Report. <laughs> snack Report. Whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. Snack Report okay. as we do what have you been playing sort oh, yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. Who's going first, John? Okay. Um, what Would you want me to start? And then you could begin to... Sounds yeah. good. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, so, uh, oh, I feel flustered all of a second. That move, that talk of TV and film, now I'm back to games. Uh, I tried a bit more Valorant this week which is a very um, PC Master Ace uh, difficult game to get into. And there are people uh, at the office that I love playing with. played with Valentine recently, uh, very recently, actually. They um, they don't know who any of these people are, John. No, okay, sorry. There are people I play with who are very good at video games, and they played Valorant, and I enjoy playing with them, so they try and introduce me. But I just can't get into it. And I think the next time they ask me, I'm just going to say, guys, I'm sorry, I just don't enjoy Valorant. I like spending time with you. So I'll stay in the Discord chat, but I don't enjoy this. It's one of those games that has such a high skill cap. It's just, it's so hard to oh, break it's into. It's just a fucking arena shooter. Like, come on, guys. And a hard one. And it's got this really weird mechanic where you just can't move while shooting because the recoil patterns are so different. So there's this weird movement that everyone else seems so good at where they sprint, then they go to a crouch or a slow down store mm. and then move. And it's just, as I say, it's just, it's too much. I don't have the time and I'm still someone that games lots each week i don't have the time even to get into a new thing now so i'm just going to tell them honestly guys i like hanging out with you valorant isn't for me hit me up when you want to play something casual hit me up when you want to play a fantastic game that you'll be talking about later in our news section a flash from the past (laughs) hit me up when you want to play that game and i'll play absolutely please yourself you've been able to get any gaming in i have actually i got some gaming in on the weekend um, I played a lot Very of nice. Mass Effect 3. Oh, nice. I think I spent pretty much 
all of Saturday. No, not all of Saturday because I also went out. But, you know, I spent quite a decent amount of time this weekend playing Mass Effect 3, which was very nice. I'm getting, I think, close to the end now. I was going to say, you must be closing in now. Yeah, I am. I mean, it's taken me uh, since the trilogy came out. That's all I've played. That's going to feel quite deadening when you do finish that. Yeah, well, I'm kind of like, what the fuck am I going to play next? And I tell you what, the, the thing is, there are just no games like that anymore, and that's the kind of game that I like. And it's like, what am I going to play? Ghost of Tsushima? Fuck off. <laughs> so I thought I thought you liked Ghost of Tsushima. Do you <sighs> not? Most overrated game, oops, of all time. Seriously. Oh, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like a shit Assassin's Creed. It is not good. The graphics... The, have very, very nice particle effects, but the rest of it looks like absolute just ass. Wow, I'm sorry. this is going to be divisive. Like, just the, the combat, fantastic. The story, shocking. Shocking. Really? As I say, I haven't had, haven't dipped into it yet, so I can't, I can't speak with any authority on the matter, but everyone who's spoken to me about it has been raving what about it. What is good about this game? It's your classic fetch quest game where you've just got a, button, a, a map with just far too much shit to do. It's, it's a Ubisoft game set in Japan. It's just a Jap- Japanese Assassin's Creed game okay. with arguably much better combat than Assassin's Creed. Well, that's something. Much worse movement than Assassin's Creed, and somehow, this is what baffles me the most about this game, somehow worse character animations than Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's embarrassing. And Assassin's Creed has, like, terrible animations. Although, although, Although Valhalla, they had made, you could see they'd made some improvements. No, this is what pisses (laughs) me off, right? You have the older Assassin's Creed games, Ezio, Frutu, um, the one that was set in London. Uh, yeah. Syndicate. It was, the, it was the man and woman pair. Yeah. Jack and, and And look, whilst a lot of those games had a lot of problems, their character animations were actually really, really good. I Especially the later ones. I would call but, you Valhalla. No, but what I don't understand is then we went Syndicate, then there was, I think, a two-year break or something, and then yeah. Origins came out, and it looked like us. Came back as a different beast. I mean, Origins, I didn't play extensively. I mean, look, I'll, so I I'll admit, it doesn't look as much like us as Ghost of Tsushima. Wow. And I'm I just, will I, admit, is, I, mean, I will sure. admit that I haven't played the PS5 remake, but I tell you what, John. Yeah. Syndicate came out in 2015. Uh, yep. So did The Witcher 3. Looks way better. Much better looking games. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think I'm, I'm worried we've stepped on a landmine here because, as I say, I don't know, so I'm taking your word for it. But the people that speak to me about it rave about it. Like, well, maybe this is why you said overrated. But the people I've spoken to about it have talked about it like sliced bread. Like they've got nothing but compliments for it. So, as I say, I'm just going to take what the me word off. of my co-host here. This is what pisses me off about the whole thing. There is nothing interesting, inventive, or new about that game. It has very good combat. It's a fun game. I enjoy it. Please, if anybody has anything to say about this, let me know. I'm very happy to have a conversation with you, but also know you are wrong. So that's that's the premise on which you're going to open this dialogue. <laughs> they have to admit they're wrong, and then they can begin the discussion. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you've heard it the you've heard it here fo- here you've heard it here first, folks. Please get in contact at Olimar Will to have a flame debate with uh, exactly with Evan here. exactly. Now, I also want some opinions from the fans and also from you, John. I want to change my Twitter handle because at Olimar Will is a bit of a mouthful, yeah. and it's a bit of an old, outdated reference. Let's be real. Um, I love I Pikmin. I love on. Pikmin, but you know. No one knows what that is. Um, I was thinking at Eat a Pizza. That'll be taken. It's That's... not. I've checked. If it's not, go for it because that is a memorable one. You could say that here and people wouldn't need to think, oh, how do I spell that? If it's not taken, take it because you'll be able to pass that on better than Olo and Mill. And listeners, so you, you just got I made o- You just got Olimar well. Will wrong. You just said Olimar Mill. Oh, okay, there we go. See, yeah. there you go. You More know. evidence that Eater Pizza is going to yeah. become the one. Yeah, I got one, listeners. It's called um, it's called the Old Gaffer. You'll find a. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the description. Um, at at the Old Gaffer. Sorry. Oh, really? At, at the Old Gaffer. Oh, okay. Like that. You added me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that. No, at no. the Old. I just gaffer. couldn't remember what the at was. There's no D in old. It's at the Old Gaffer. Okay. That's okay. It. Okay. Yeah. And how do you spell Gaffer? G-A-F-F-E-R. Okay, just for our audience, because that's not a real word. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, John. Well, I've been playing Mass Effect. I've been watching Downton Abbey. My snack report today is cherry tomatoes and... Blocks of parmesan. Parmesan cheese. I think this is weird. I don't know. We'll see what the we'll see what the uh, client says. Not the tomatoes, obviously not. But to eat parmesan cheese, not you're not having it. I should say for the listeners at home, Evan isn't grating this as one often would parmesan over a pasta dish. You're just eating blocks of parmesan, which is a incredibly expensive, <laughs> and b quite a bit of cheese. <laughs> it's quite a strong taste, isn't it? Well, to be fair, we are very close to Italy, so it's not as expensive as okay. it usually is. I mean, I accidentally bought a really expensive one. On Friday, um, I, I I paid like five euro for it, which is quite a bit. Yeah. But to be fair, it's a proper block. But usually, it's more like three three euro. Yeah. Only. It's not too bad. No, not terrible. Not terrible. Yeah. Um, but you enjoy your tomato and cheese. So you look like something like good. It's a good combination. I'm gonna eat both of them at the same time now. Do it right into the mic. Oh. Oh, I wonder how well that's picked up. You get the juiciness from... Uh, well, we won't go back to Lord of the Rings again. We spoke about that too long last time. But you know the scene where he's like... Yeah, um, do you know the scene where he's eating the tomatoes? Yeah. While the Hobbit's singing for him. Um, but we will move on. Oh, no. I Let me get back into my flow here. Before we do move on to the news, let's now... Do you have a game that you would like to put in my nuclear bunker? Oh. Or would you like me? You've got one. You're smiling. Oh, do You've I? got a good one. Okay, do good. I? <laughs> so to reintroduce listeners to whom this might be their first podcast, there's a regular game we play before the news to bring in each episode with a fun introduction. And that is my nuclear bunker game, uh, where in essence, I'm going to save 15 games so that in a, you know, the event of a nuclear holocaust or a cataclysm or a apocalyptic collapse um we will have this preserve of 15 games to rebuild humanity upon and to inspire future game developers so my nuclear bunker i can save 15 games we've already had a few suggestions we've had gta we've had halo 3 Uh, i mean you say no to halo 3 we need an independent arbiter to come on and tell you you're wrong officially but right now we've already had confirmation in the office 
that I am correct about no, this. No, 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 no. Right, sorry, I'll get onto the... Right, I don't want to get into the Halo 3, my ranting again, but I think, you know, any thinking person is on my side in this debate, but please, <laughs> come out with your next insane suggestion. <laughs> a game you would say... So I want to give them a game which is indicative of 21st century life in the West, of course. Okay. Right? So I want a game... That not only shows off the quirkiness of Western life, but also the lifestyle of a father and his children living in modern society. And thus, oh, I also want I also want a game which people can play together. Couch co-op of two controllers, just sitting on the couch, relaxing, having a jolly old time. And thus, my answer for your question today, John, is and will always be. Octodad, Dadliest Catch. Okay, what's the first bit of news this week? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Octodad. Have you played this game, John? No, I'm, what I fear, though, is that you're not treating this feature with the respect and decorum it deserves. Let me Google Octodad. I've not even heard of Octodad. Octodad is a fantastic game, and if you ever come around, we will play this game together. Basically, it's a 2014 game. And you play a dad who's also an octopus, and right? Yeah. And th- let me explain, John. Let me explain it. The whole thing is that <laughs> somehow no one in society yeah. knows that he's an octopus. This is the worrying premise, <laughs> years, which I've just pulled up a Google image of the game, and the first thing that hits you that's a bit worrying is... His whole family is human. You even see a picture of his wedding day where he marries a human. Yet his children are both human as well. So I'm thinking, is this some kind of post-birth defect he has? Or has Mrs. Octopi played away with well, the look, postman in Look, this it's world? a 2014 game, so I think it's okay to spoil it. But, John, the game ends, right, with this amazing scene where he just turns to the camera and says... Hang on. My children are humans. Huh? Wait, really? Does that actually end like that? It's like a cut to black soprano is what happened next. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, but the gameplay, the gameplay is what's so fun about this game because you control an individual limb. So say it's me and you playing, I'll control, say, the left hand ah. and the right leg. And we've got to work together to get him around, and you've got to try to make sure that no one realizes that he's an octopus. But the thing that makes the gameplay so interesting is that suddenly, out of nowhere, they'll change what you're controlling. So suddenly you'll be controlling the right hand and the left hand, and I'll be controlling the two feet, but then a a minute later it'll be the right foot and the right hand, and you'll be the left foot and the right hand. Yeah. Left hand. This, I'll be honest, this game sounds like, for your description, just sounds like the scribbling of a madman before he turned the gun on himself. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, it doesn't, look, it doesn't look typical of 21st century life. But it is. It is about the desperation of humanity in the 21st century. It's a real post 9/11 experience, I tell you what, John. Is it is it is it is it, is it a death of history post Fukuyama? <laughs> 
But well, 9-11, well, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> is that what this is? <laughs> or is this a silly arcade game about pretending to be an octopus? <laughs> this is the problem with this game, is that I almost feel like this doesn't warrant an answer. There's but one, we don't have an individual answer There's here. a level in this game, right, where, <laughs> where you go to an aquarium. So you go and see your own people. <laughs> Maybe and, if you made a case about everyone, and you have to weird. avoid the marine biologists because if they see you, they'll really realize that you're an octopus, and they'll jam you in a jam jar, which octopuses are famously able to do. <laughs> My lord! I mean, I, this is this is the problem with this game, the format of this game. We need, we'll need Faris to come off mic and arbitrate these because at this point, your opinion's as good as mine, and that's fundamentally problematic. <laughs> that's fundamentally an issue because you've come up with GTA because it teaches moral values and Octodad. <laughs> Whereas I came to it, as I say, with the respect and decorum that it deserved. <laughs> Listeners, please Google Octodan and come to your own opinions before we hit our first piece of news. <laughs> Although, I will give you this much. This has intrigued me, and when I am next at yours and we're sharing a beer with a curry on the way, this is a game I'll gladly play with you. But it's not one I'd save. <laughs> okay. Right. Hit me. On with the show, ladies and gentlemen. Show. But have you come up with the jingle? I thought we'd do it with instruments, not live on <clears> air <throat> using just my voice, given I'm not a good singer and can't whistle. This feels like another one of those off-air conversations. <laughs> like one of those conversations like you doing karaoke. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, John's a good singer. That's too kind. Evan's a genuinely good singer and a genuinely talented musician. I can drunkenly fumble through a song <laughs> at the best of times. <laughs> uh, what should our jingle? Do we want like a full? Do we want a full song, or is it just musical? We want our jingle. Like, do we want lyrics to it? I think we should sing something right now. But it is bound to be terrible. Hey, hey, mama, it's news time. It's the early game podcast. It's news time and the early game podcast. <laughs> no, it's getting really emotional. It's like a war song of a man returning from home. He's just got an open photo up of our faces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is a very late. Yeah, this is a Look very at this episode. photograph. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, it's news time. That was quite good. Uh, that was really quite good. Uh, okay, first piece of news. Uh, well, this is sort of developing news. This has been in the background, and a lot of publications have covered this. You know, it's been coming and going for a few years, and it's a very years. small game. Oh, I think it's been, well, it's been known about for years, but not playable okay, okay. for years, just known about. Um, but it's a project that started with four people in college where they wanted to basically make a... They, they, I think they made the game to more as a project to show they were able to do something as part of a university course but it just developed into its own entity so a lot of publications have been aware of this game and they might have done one or two things and i think it shocked everyone in the industry to see this thing really rise and now it's being spoken of in the same league as triple a's because as i say remember the whole time this started with a team of four okay, a complete for, amateur project for, for context for context he's talking about Splitgate. Yeah, I was leading yeah. up very ramblingly towards what I'm talking about, but thank you. Yes. You're right. At this point, we should clue in the listeners yeah, yeah. that we're talking about Splitgate. <clears throat> Splitgate as the game with website a, I will admit, sorry, just a sorry for no, interrupting. Okay. Another example of a shit game name. 
Yeah. Shit game name. <laughs> I like it. We need to. You need to give this soundboard to Faris. Yeah. But you're right. I completely agree. Not a good name, I don't think. Awful. Awful name, but a very promising game. This is, as the website boasts, Halo meets Portal. So imagine if way back when we were playing Halo, so I don't want to be too mean on Halo, we'll play it again, but take classic Halo, the red v blue experience, and just throw in the mechanic of Portal. So you can zap a hole in a wall and you open it up, and if you zap another portal at another wall, then when you jump through the first hole, you'll escape through the second. Um, I hope that's not confusing and comprehensible to people that haven't no. played Portal. No, I think okay, it's pretty good. pretty straightforward. Um, Sounds yeah. awfully chaotic. This is what I don't get. It sounds like a game which, in theory, could be really, really fun, but in practice, it's just a whole clusterfuck. You know, just just like people like spraying portals everywhere. You know, like there's. Uh, is there any tactics in a game like this? I haven't played it. I haven't mm. played it, and this is what I'm just curious about because how do you have tactics in a game where you can just fucking warp on top of somebody? I agree. It sounded to me at first like it'd be a complete chaos, but and I can't vouch for this myself because I've barely tried it, but it's only been out on console for a few days, but I will try it more, listeners. But someone in the office that's been playing it a lot um, and has really got into it, really got into it, is saying that actually, you know, you would think that, but apparently it's got quite a esports kind of um, sweaty mentality to it where people are really trying to gum into it with tactics. <laughs> people are really trying to come into the game with tactics and they're trying to work together and they're trying to plan these routes and do these big brain 200 IQ plays. He says it's got a really kind of, as I say, tactical, competitive vibe to it. So I, I too am surprised. I made the same assumption you did. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, I think, uh, I think I was there for that conversation, at least a little bit of that conversation. And, mm-hmm. and he said something about, you know, like players like looking through the portals and kind of like seeing where someone's coming around and using it as kind of uh, sort of a sort of tactical cover yeah. kind of thing. Um, it, could, it, it sounds like, I mean, it does sound like a whole lot of fun. I just, I mean, even if it wasn't particularly well balanced and it was just chaos, obviously it would be a whole lot of fun, but I could see it being a whole lot of fun for a couple of months and people are going to disappear. Do you think that this That's game has longevity? Point. That's a really good point. Right, yeah. This is the one thing I was thinking of. The question I was going to... Uh, well, I wasn't... Uh, you raised it, uh, and rightly so, but it was something on the back of my mind. It's what's the longevity? And I actually think because there is clearly a very high skill cap and you could grow to learn to use these portals in a really dynamic way, that maybe we will see it really develop an esports scene and get some streamers trying to impress people with it. You know, that's what it needs, I think, to have longevity is to have at least some kind of a competitive audience so the streamers jump onto it. Yeah, it's just chaos. As yeah, you say fun for I, a few weeks. But... I also think that it um, sadly doesn't have legs. I mean, unless it turns into some kind of a Valorant style thing, I don't think if it's going for the Halo and Portal. I mean, that's a bit of a weird market to go for the portal market because those games haven't come out in a decade now. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if it's going for that kind of a fast-paced Twitch shooter um, crossed with Halo, crossed with portal kind of audience, I think that it's kind of uh, beta. It's in beta. Um, This is a very smart period for it to be playing into that audience because, obviously, at the end of the year, we're getting 
Vanguard, Call of Duty Vanguard, Halo Infinite, and then obviously Battlefield, but that is obviously a bit of a different audience there. Um, and I think it is a bit of a smart thing because everybody is kind of yearning for Halo. Everyone's kind of hyped for Halo, and this is kind of a little bit of a taste of Halo. But I also, and I think that that's very clever of them because they obviously, you know, they now are do, ha, being unbelievably successful yeah. right now. But I think in the long term, what they really need to do is establish themselves as more of a Valorant player, as more more of a, you know, maybe even an esports yeah. um, e- game. You're right. There's a but, bit of an identity issue. Either lean into the competitiveness or... Yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's just kind of to be seen. I don't really have enough expertise in this particular game to be able to comment on whether... It could work as an eSport because as we were just talking about that chaotic aspect of it, maybe that will just mean that it's kind of, you couldn't really do it because it just is not balanced enough. But I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I see unless they do find some kind of a niche, then I don't see it having legs for longer than November. Do you know what I mean? Like I do. Because everybody's going to be playing Halo. There's gonna, it's gonna, especially this game. You're right. You're absolutely right. This game is gonna be up against. Obviously, it's a do bit you, of a different market, but the shooter market is gonna be so. There's gonna be so much going do, on. Do you remember year. there was a game? I mean, there was Warframe. That was a big game for a while. Yeah. They still got a cult. Yeah, following they got a cult that. following, but for a while they were one of the biggest games. Yeah, there was, there was a chance and, it was and that, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it kind of died off. And there was another game. I can't really remember what it was called, but it was early on in the PS4 days. It was like Breakpoint, Breakout, something like that. Breakpoint's the new Black, game, Recon. Blackout. Blackout was the... Bra- breakout, Blackout, uh, something, I can't remember okay, what it was yeah. called. But it was this this game which was kind of also a sort of Call of Duty game that was also a little bit sci-fi and um, was very popular for a couple of months and i played it quite extensively it was actually really good um but i just i see this going into that niche like i see this kind of shifting into that thing where you know in five years time we go oh yeah i remember that that was really popular for six months now it's no one's talking about it there's a bit of a cult following yeah is it too restricted in what it's offering which is this just this blending of mechanics we don't see together and can it do more than that and define itself beyond that because if it is just that it's exciting but there aren't legs to it long term yeah yeah well exactly uh and to round out this i should say uh maybe i didn't mention it earlier but if you're on xbox playstation pc this is now available on all platform all the main three platforms uh it's also in beta so you don't have to pay for it at the moment but it will be fully released i believe quite soon but this game, but we are we are not sponsored by them. No, 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 not in any respect. No, no. otherwise you would have. Just no, been it's just because you just advertised. Oh yeah, but that's fine. I mean, I just <laughs> said it's available on all platforms. You know, as is as is a great many games. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and they're all equal. No, no, no. No, that's um, utterly that's not, actually true. not true. Yeah. Because, for example, this particular game is undoubtedly going to be the best game of the next decade. Nice link. I mean, whoa, bold words. (laughs) I was like, good link. That's a... I mean, okay, I can see why... I mean... There will be no way that this could be equal to any other game. Okay, I mean, that is too far. It will be very good, and it could be... You're right, it could be one of the best in the decade. I'm excited. 
fairly so. But like, I am we, going to go utterly against my mid-December column that I wrote last year, t- entitled something along the lines of "Let's stop the hype." train and stop pre-ordering games. Wait, we've done it again. We should tell them what game we're talking about. Yes, but this is the thing. <laughs> Can you guess what this game is based on the fact that I just said that that was written in mid-December? What came out in mid-December, John? That makes us think not... Pre- well, they're going to think Cyberpunk. Exactly. Who makes Cyberpunk, John? CDPR. CD Projekt Red. Yes. What else do they make, John? A uh, number of mobile... No, no, they make The Witcher. <laughs> and what is this game, John? This game would be The Witcher 4. It's which in, is in development, development, John. It's in development. <laughs> nice. I... Snap. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, I wasn't a big The Witcher 3 player, but that's on me. Fuck you. I know, it's on me. I'm not because I deny it as a good game. I've heard it's great. It look, it, it is great. It's not that. It's just, you know, I just It's don't just you're a Lord the of the Rings to... guy, and that's perfectly okay. That's what it is. Maybe a different Lord. No, I know, because I can jump into other fantasies. I think I just didn't get on with the combat. But as I say, that's more subjective I will, I will, taste. I, 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 I completely agree game. with that. My problems with Witcher 3 were simply... Um, I, I liked the combat, but I did think that it had some very fundamental flaws. Um, it The hitboxes were awful in The Witcher 3, for starters. Mm. Um, and I thought it did a very good job of kind of developing and expanding on the previous games. But I did think two things. Combat needed work, and there was simply too much it was all good. It was all good. And what was extraordinary about The Witcher 3 was that for a 2015 game, it was unbelievable how, you know, this is in the same period as games like Assassin's Creed Syndicate and yeah. um, even and, something and at that like... that time, such a small studio. You know, we still... Absolutely. CDPR aren't as small as they were, but, you know, they, they was, they're still small time compared yeah, to the Yeah, absolutely. And, and even things like... And, I personally love this game, and it was my game of the year for, I think, 2014, but um, I, I think that, that was the year that it came out, but um, Shadow of Mordor. Yep, incredible game. Absolutely incredible. I love that game. I never played um, the second one, but the first one was unbelievable. Stealthing around Yeah, it, w- it was extraordinary, and it, honestly, I really need to play the second one. Didn't because the enemy nemesis mechanic make it into the witcher no it didn't oh, no, it didn't but that okay. was an amazing mechanic and it should yeah. be in more games but my point is open world games of that ilk you know things like watchdogs things like assassin's creed things like mordor etc um all had these big bright open lively open worlds that were very well crafted but the witcher 3 was the first one other than perhaps gta 5 where this for the like in GTA Five it was this way, but there was a lot of bullshit side quests as well. But there were a lot of very good side quests, so that's why I want to just mention that name because they did kind of also do the same thing. Oh, yeah. But for me, The Witcher Three was the first game that really every side quest counted. It wasn't just go 
kill a couple of ghouls for it this farm. It wasn't grindy cast. It wasn't, I need money, I need XP, I'll do this basic thing. Exactly, yeah. and it didn't have the problem that I think a lot of modern RPGs have, especially the Assassin's Creed ones. I think you're probably getting that I'm not a fan of the last couple of Assassin's Creeds. Uh, I am, but, yeah. Oh, I, I love Odyssey, but I also have, and I love Valhalla. They're not bad games by any stretch of the imagination. I really like those games. My problem with them is that their leveling up system and their progression system in terms of narrative and also character progression through statistics, blah, blah, blah. It's awkward. It feels like a grind at Assassin's Creed. It's a grind. It's ridiculous. It's fucked. So for that reason, they can't load dramatic energy into their side quests in a way the Witcher or something. And I mean, the thing is that... Because you know know what you're doing with Assassin's Creed. When it's like going and search this other piece of Eden, you kind of, you've been there, you've done that. You don't, you know... It might be fun to play, but there's very there's very rarely in Assassin's Creed an emotional weight to any of the tasks you're doing. Exactly, and that's the problem yeah. because in a in, I mean in Assassin's Creed Odyssey it was actually a really big problem, and it's actually funny because I mean that was probably my favorite of those free games like Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. The new RPG, yeah, ones. the new RPG ones, and I think Odyssey would have been my favorite one, but I think that that's literally simply because of the setting. You just really vibed with that I just really with vibed Island with that thing. setting. I, re- I thought it was... It, I found it really immersive. I got really into it. Um, but the problem with that game, more so actually than Origins and Valhalla, both of those games have the same problem, but actually to a lesser extent, which is why it's so funny that I actually like Odyssey so much, Yeah, is that you have this situation where you do some fetch quest, which is part of the main story. You know, you go find some farmer's goat... Yeah. And you it's take it back to obvious. Him. It's always you need you need the help of this person. You get there and you could hear as you approach the hut, it's gone, it's gone, I've lost it, or something. And you exactly. know, oh, okay, well, here we go. But then. the thing that <laughs> fucked over that game yeah. is that you finish the quest and you're level 22. The next quest is available at level 25. You've now got to grind three yeah. fucking levels. And then what's that fucking mission? I'll go pick some flowers for me yeah you know and then a fucking bandit that, that turns up and you've got to fight and it was very just... clearly level locked gamey when you realize it's gamey and it's clearly mechanical which works in an mmorpg or a shooter where you don't care but when you try and interweave that with something yeah. that's meant to have narrative but that was what... the story it's but, very peculiar. but that was what was so fantastic about the witcher 3 because you could because of the way that they set up the leveling system it has had in in on paper, a similar system because, you know, to do a certain quest, they recommended a certain level, so on and so forth. Yeah. But by playing the main missions and progressing through the story, doing minimal side quests, you could be at the right level to do the right quests just by yeah. doing the basics. And Very fluid. Now, if you wanted to go really deep, do lots of side quests, go crazy... Then there was tons of, you know, end-level content you go to, Or you access. go to just a random town and there would be some event that happened and even that might draw you in and really engage you, even if it mm. was just like a blacksmith's daughter's been killed by a vampire or something. But, but, but anyway, for context, yes, The Witcher 4 pretty much confirmed to be in development. Um, basically what has happened, I believe, is that um, there's been a job listing um, for CD Projekt Red, which has talked about um, a third-person, um, you know, a triple-A third-person title that they need 
uh, developers for Do in various you, though, roles. As a fan, sorry to interrupt you here, just because just I'm not as big on The Witcher or Cyberpunk, so I'm not in this space as much. Do you feel as confident about The Witcher 4 after what they did to Cyberpunk? Or do you still firmly believe, no, they did The Witcher, they still they can do a Witcher 4, or has it made you lose any confidence in the studio? I don't think it's made me lo- lose a ton of confidence, to be honest. I think that um, at their core, CD Projekt Red still is a good company. I think that the predominant problem was the higher-ups doing what they did. Um, it was this the fact that the game had been in development for almost a fucking decade at that point, an insanely long period of time. I think they started in 2012. I think it was like eight years of development. At some point, the investors want their return. At some point, they're like, you've been developing this for eight years. Why is this not finished? And I actually kind of understand that, but also the way it played out was very bad. But I don't see them making the same mistake twice. They could. They could. But look at EA. They got hit so bad for it, though. They got some of the worst press. We saw, even after the last but, it was two's debacle with its story that wasn't didn't go down very well. Even like, but the thing year, about CDPR the Last of Us, particularly the, the thing about Naughty Dog though is that the game was still a very high quality game. It was not riddled with bugs. Yeah, it, it was wasn't not unfinished. broken. It was a story. Problem. It was just people didn't like people the way didn't, that yeah, the story you, went. Yeah, if you play, it, you don't feel like you're cheated of sixty quid or whatever. You're like you're getting your, you know, a fantastically looking sounding experience for a good amount of time with good voice acting and a you know and a a, a thoughtful story that was clearly mm. cared about even if you don't personally like it yeah you're right you're right you know it's Naughty not a, Dog it's, Arners, yeah, you, yeah you i can still not, trust Naughty Dog to make good games you can not like, like a game writers. with it still being a fantastic game yeah and i think yeah. that the last of us 2 is a fantastically well made game and you know what? I think that'll be the next game that I play after I finish. Yeah, Mass you Effect need to 3. so we can talk about that because yeah. I feel personally, I I feel personally attacked by the story of Last of Us Two. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt me. But anyway, hurt me that, deeply. That was The Witcher Four. It's in it, it's in development as per job deve- uh, job listing for a um, third person perspective camera expert, a, a um, programmer. Um, look, we don't know that it's The Witcher Four, but Gwent but, shall be played again. Yes. Gwent shall be played again, John. Nice. Fantastic game, and I nice love that they—I love that they made a um, standalone title for that particular it game. It was popular. Okay, there is one other story before we get to oh, the even more exciting. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. Before we get to the, um, you know, the column of the week, which I think we'll try to keep relatively short this week because we're already at almost 45 minutes. But this was, I should say as well for context listeners, the news that Evan's about to introduce was told to me at the 11th hour and wow yes, was Yes, because it has only just dropped. Yeah, this is hours of recording. Like I literally just, I think it's the most recent. It's the last thing you wrote today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Simpsons Hit and Run got a remake. In the Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine 5. And it looks superb. And I really hope that this fucking thing prompts whoever owns that license. And I don't know who it is, actually. To fucking just do it because it would sell like fucking hotcakes. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Why someone hasn't tried. I mean, obviously, Simpsons has become less popular. But that game was so incredible. I'm surprised it hasn't been tried with more franchises. It's not just... We should say... Let's, for context, quickly. Most of you, I'm sure, will have a beaming grin when you heard Evan introduce the 
remake of a Simpsons hit and run. For those that don't, think about GTA done for children. So, yes, you can run away from the police, but you don't run people over. You just knock them over and they roll away. And you don't steal things, but you can, like, jump on, you know, Apu's above the Quickie Mart or something and annoy Apu. So it's you run around the map. It's like all of Springfield is made in this open-world map and you play as the Simpsons family and you whiz around in cars and you do missions and you get to explore Springfield. And it was magical. It was absolutely magical. One of the best games, I think, to ever come out on PS2 or Xbox original by and far GameCube, and away. And GameCube, don't forget oh, oh, and GameCube. GameCube. Yeah. Which dates the game. I think it's 2001, but... The game's 2003. Is it 2003? Okay, mm. well, well, it wasn't that long ago. I had to look that up for the article today. It wasn't that long ago. Well, it was that long ago, yeah. but fantastic but holy game. crap, man. Like, that game was incredible. I miss the times of that game like i just do you remember just like i i I feel like most of us who are of that kind of gaming generation remember like sitting at a friend's house or at your own house with some friends over and i can't remember i don't think that there was couch co-op per se but there was couch co-op in that you and a friend would just sit on the couch and you would share the controller yeah. And you would just cause fucking just grind chaos. It. There was a multiplayer mode that you could... If you completed the whole game, then at the very end, when you're in the Simpsons' living room, you can select from the main menu a mini-game where they plug the console into the TV and you can go around a little 2D racetrack. But it was terrible and you needed to complete what was a fiendishly difficult game for me as a seven, eight-year-old, whatever. Mm. So it was not a... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was not something that was very fun. It was about, as you say, passing the controller. I remember... I've got a fond memory of uh, deliberately pretending to be ill, which was such a treat when I was young. Oh, I love doing that. Oh, yeah. mum, I think I'm sick. I think I think I can't go to school today. Great. Trisha on in the morning. Mum's watching out for me. And then I remember, I remember it because I was left with my brother's Xbox and she had to go out to do lots of tasks in the day. So I was left not having to pretend to be ill, ice cream in the freezer, Simpsons on the big screen. I was living my best life. So What else is better than that? Is yeah, there anything I know. better than that? I know. It really was an amazing <sighs> game, though. I'm sure that clearly there's an appetite for that GTA thing to have mm. an open world, modern day city where we can just run around and just mess around in. You know, it worked, I, I guess, with Simpsons, because it surely would have had a sequel if Simpsons had remained popular. Yeah. I think it's more that the Simpsons died off, but I'm shocked no one's tried to do that. But I also think that, I mean, The Simpsons, at least for me, is due for a resurgence. And I think that the way that they they would do that is not through continuing the TV show because the TV show has continued and it's not... We're on season 33 Exciting, now. you know, like, I mean, once you've reached season 33, I mean, come on, guys. Um, There's not many people watching it, but still. No. Um, I think that they should release a new movie. I think that'd the be movie really was fun. really good as well. Because it was. It, it was really uh, good. Yeah, and you know what? Every so many people of our generation, a bit older, a bit younger, carry with them Simpsons incredibly fondly. And it's not that people don't like Simpsons. Like people have fallen out of love with the show because we're on season thirty-four. But if there was a new event, like a film or a great game, I think a lot of people would still jump into it with that same wide-eyed childlike wonderment of, oh mm. wow, look, the the 
Quickie Mart or the thing we saw in this episode or, you know, Moe's Bar or these classic locations. I suppose that's why it works particularly well for Simpsons, this game, is that Springfield itself was a big character in The Simpsons and these were iconic locations we mm. went to. It would be hard, yeah, it's harder to do that, I guess, with other cartoons, but wow. As I say, a remake of Simpsons. Fantastic Saber. news, fantastic, fantastic news. news. I mean, let's be real, it's not a legit remake. It's a guy who created a... Bring, uh, an Unreal Engine 5 remake in a week, but it looks incredible. It, it's Seriously, with go a lot read of the article and yeah, <laughs> and a lot of goodwill. All right, okay. Shall we move on to the column? We shall. For context, listeners, if you went at E3 this year or you didn't get to watch it online, we're going to be talking about one of the games introduced at E3. So I'll pass it over to you now because you wrote the column, but. To some of you, it might be familiar. You might just remember it from one of those trailers during the showcase. If not, go back and watch the trailer and then keep listening. And the game we're talking about? Redfall. Redfall. And for context, ladies and gentlemen, I'm fucking pissed. I am <laughs> so annoyed. I'm so annoyed with Arcane. I'm so annoyed with this game. And I'm so annoyed with the rest of the gaming press who are just like, oh my goodness, oh, I'm fucking, you know, frothing at the fucking mouth over this shit. It's got a what surprisingly is good reaction for a game that your initial it response looks is... awful. I think most would agree if they see it, yeah. Watch the trailer. I'm going to read from the column, as I usually do, but look, I just wanted to preface it by saying that. All right, here is the column. I'm just going to read a couple of paragraphs, and, and you know, then you can respond. I'm not saying that Redfall is going to be bad. Let's make that super clear. I don't know if it will be good or bad. It could be either way. My confusion is not whether Arcane will do a good job. I am sure that as a teen vampire first-person shooter co-op open world games go... I'm sorry. I'm sure that as teen vampire... I'm sure this is a very hard sentence to say. (laughs) Very hard sentence to say. I'm sure that as Team Vampire first-person shooter co-op open-world games go, Redfall will probably be pretty good. But again, Team Vampires? Really? Why? Why? Not to mention the frickin' trailer, guys. You would be challenged to find more cringe in such a short period of time. I repeat, Team Vampires? Really? Why? Yet again, it will probably be good. But I'm sorry, there's just so much disappointment running through my veins right now. It has been over a month, as of writing this particular article, since E3 now, and the Microsoft Bethesda conference featured so many fantastic games. It was the highlight of the conference. So when Arcane took the stage, the legendary creators of Dishonored, There were some pretty big expectations. I just don't know what to think. Teen vampires? Really? Why? Yeah, because vampires haven't been popular since about 2012. (laughs) Well, this is... I actually said that in the next one. What's my problem? Well, it's 2021, not fucking 2010. Yes, yeah. It's not 2010. No, I like there that you, you gave Arcane quite a big shout out. You said the legendary makes of Dishonored. Was Dishonored that good? 
Okay. <laughs> Have I opened a can of worms? You've here? opened a can of worms. Dishonored? Are you joking? Dishonored was fucking incredible. Incredible. Unbelievable. Well, is, it the one? is it when you go around the world and it's like you can be a superhero, but a bad superhero, a good superhero? Or am I thinking of something else? I have no idea what you're talking about right is now. Is Dishonored the stealth one? You, it is stealth, yeah. And you have these like weird powers. And it's first okay. person. I'm thinking of something else, which is like, and you have something. There no, was... infamous. I'm thinking of infamous. <laughs> we did, ladies and gentlemen, just want to um, take a quick break there because uh, there was a storm outside and it was very, very loud on the microphone. I hope that um, Faris made the most of that edit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the sound quality was poor because it began to absolutely belt it down with rain. Um, and we don't really have that soundproof to studio. The window's a problem. Yeah, the window <laughs> is a problem. Yeah. But that's as maybe. We've still got a great booth here. Faris, prod, prod Faris is on the other side with his cans on. And now we're going to start again from the top, or not from the top, from where we were, with Evan describing everything he hates about Redfall. And I find myself largely in agreement. That was a game announced at E3, remember, that's about teenage vampires working together in a shooter open world game to take on... Other teen vampires. vampires. Wait, are they vampires? I don't. I don't know. It's it. Teen vampires. Why? Why, yeah, John? John? Why, John? You're right. Like True Blood. Um, what's the really famous one? Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. And there were some others in that period. 2010s. It was huge. Because it was like teen vampires, and then The Walking Dead came out, and it was zombies. Yeah. And now that's kind of dying as well. Well, it has kind of died maybe three or four years ago, to be honest. Yeah, what's it's, the new horror craze? That's what we're looking for. I don't know. Uh, the Quiet Place, isn't that really big? I saw the first one. Um, but it's not really that big. I mean, the first movie, I think, was really big. But this, I forgot I didn't the really Quiet see this. Place. It was, it, it was a good movie, but it was also a silly con- concept. Uh, so they couldn't talk because, like, the zombies... The, the oh, creatures were like attracted. The one with John Krasinski in. And then, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, in yeah. the end, there is a great moment there that's very emotional that I was a sucker for at the end, where he like sees his kid and like the zombie's going to get his kid. Then he screams to like kill himself. He's like, ah, the zombies all run at him. And I was, I enjoyed that. I'm a sucker for those chief emotional moments. And believe you me, John Krasinski can deliver with them with the best of them. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So, but so this arcane game, <laughs> arcane came to the table with Dishonored, which That's what we're talking was about. You were raving fucking about fantastic game, absolutely incredible. The art style of that game, unbelievably beautiful. I always thought it was like uh, we've got Assassin's Creed at home. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Not really. I mean, like the thing is that the the. The stealth aspect of the game was so incredible, and and the way that they used different powers and and it was just a very well crafted game, and I just I had okay. so much fun with that game. So you're disappointed in the publishers as well as the game with this one. You expected better from them. Yeah. What, what? Why? I don't really. I don't know what. I don't know who it would appeal to. But people are raving about it. I mean, all of the big outlets, like the IGN guys being like, oh, wow, this is looking really, really unbelievable. And it's like, well, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this does not look that good. I'm sorry. I am sorry. It does not look that good. I'm not excited for it. Quite the opposite. Yeah. That raving about a little indie studio because it's made something thoughtful. It's like, come on, guys. This is effectively going to be pretty boring after an hour or so. (laughs) 
you're not going to keep up the pace with this. Yeah. No, I agree. I think we're not in the age of vampires anymore. Um, I think it's the wrong time for it. I mean, maybe there will always be... Okay. Maybe there will always be a core of people who are so into vampires and that kind of... I don't know, fantasy who are of these the teen people? vampires. Who are these people, John? Predominantly young adult female fiction readers. Yeah, but are they going to be playing a game from Arcane? Yeah, I know. I mean... Maybe... <laughs> not in I, 2021. I don't know why I'm clutching straws for this game. I'm not, I'm not. I don't like it either. I think it looks crap. Um... And it was like yeah. the end of that. It was the end of that showcase. Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? It was after all these massive things that look amazing, and then it was like, and like now Far Cry Six got <sighs> like fucking thirty seconds or something. Yeah, and they did and this cringy build up game... as well. Yeah, you've no. all been waiting for this one. No, we haven't. Nobody is waiting for this. <laughs> Nobody is even interested in this. Yeah. To be honest, I was more excited about this when Redfall was root ru- because obviously, like, um, Arcane is owned by Bethesda. So when like the Arcane, the the Redfall, um, URL was registered, everyone was like, "This is this is Elder Scrolls Six because it sounds like an Elder Scrolls Six thing." And I actually think that there is a region in Tamriel called Redfall or something like that. Yeah, I, I, my first thought would be maybe a Soviet-era game, a kind of end of yeah, the... Yeah, or something you know, like that, you know, like... but End of the Cold War vibe. But teen vampires? Yeah, I mean, once you get over that, I don't know, initial teenage excitement of running around, living forever... I'm literally just lost for words about that this That weird game. sexual charge that vampires always yeah, have. what the fuck is with that? I wonder how much they'll play into it on this. Oh, but... But they, they they won't play into they they will obviously play into the sexual yeah. thing. It's Perfect. almost like yeah. these companies like you know were like oh we have to think of something positive about this game so we're going to go on about the inclusivity of the cast, you yeah. know. And it's just like, you know, I have no problem for like like in fact I think that The Last of Us and the Le- I I never played the um the second game but the I think it was called. Whatever the DLC for The Last of Us was, oh, left, left behind. behind. Yeah, um, the way that they played into sexuality in that game was incredibly well done. Yeah, it was incredibly careful yeah. and and well crafted. It's sort of like a coming of age story of two young uh, lesbians. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, same in a game like Gone Home. You know, like the the sexuality of the that character and and like. There are so many games which can do that that do this really well, and I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I understand that for some reason you're frothing at the bit for this game. I don't get it. Get why? Yeah. But it does not look good. It confuses the hell out of me, and I hope that it is good because I love the guys over at Arcane. And I also don't want to slam on them too much. Why? For Dishonored? Are you the? I don't know what you're backing them for. Like, okay, okay, I need to play Dishonored. I can, I need you to need play to play Dishonored. Dishonored. It's a really okay. well-made game. It's a really okay. interesting game and a really fun game. And I should hold them to, to that standard rather than Redfall. Yeah, look, even if you're not the biggest Dishonored fan, you should at least hold them to that standard. Yeah, okay. 
Not so, teen vampires, John. <laughs> no. So so what our listeners have gained is a game not to look out for. As well as some exciting news, they've also learned what not to look out for. Yeah, exactly. And I agree, I agree with you. No, no. I'm being well, facetious. You're but, right. Like, yeah. Vampires, we're done. We're past with it now. Same with zombies. We need to think new. Let me end it then. More creatively, yeah. more outward looking, more solutions rather than problems. Evan, what could be a possible new craze in the world of horror? That gives us our mini series. That gives us our games. That gives us our film spin-offs. We've done zombies. We've done vampires. In games specifically, or TV. The big thing that takes over culture well, is I, our I, horror I, I obsession of the season. I, I wouldn't say it's it's really horror, but what I think would be really interesting in the world of games is if they took on maybe that, um, you know, that that craze at the moment and the last couple of years of true crime. Imagine yep. games that took on that genre. I think that yep. that could be really interesting if it's done well. Don't need to make it supernatural. You can just give me a detective in a normal, gritty, plain world, and you can make something fantastic. Yeah, me. I mean, think think L.A. Noir crossed with Seven. Imagine. What's in the box? What's in the box? DLC. Pay 20 quid to find out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No. Two good, good references. Good references. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Why. <laughs> Sorry, that's a pointless thing to say for the listeners at home, but I respect the references you drew upon there. I love both. Yeah, Especially but it, like the Noir. gameplay of Ellie Noir, and uh, I actually love the the Noir nineteen forties and fifties yeah. setting of that game. Incredible, but like maybe something more modern, maybe something like, you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Just don't make no sense, Chief. The, the doors were locked. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no sign of broken entry. Yeah, yeah you, you play as Brad Pitt or, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I, I, yeah, I really would like that. L.A. Noir, I've got a real soft spot for, and again, seven fantastic. Bring it modern, make it horror, make it intense, make it graphic. That's a good idea. That's a yeah. good idea. <laughs> Faris, edit this out. I'm going to own the rights. <laughs> yeah, I'll sell the license. Absolutely. Yeah, Arcane will buy anything. <laughs> yeah. At this stage. Yeah. At this stage. Well, that rounds out our Teen column of the week. vampires. Will- John, <laughs> why? The, li- the likes of me It's not 2010 you anymore. We'll have no idea. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I agree. It is aged. It is aged. It's like saying, let's make a new Middle Earth movie but our inspiration is the hobbit films yeah look how that went yeah but imagine if you now based something else on that yeah if you so it, you're yeah. basing a video game on a crap on a craze was that's now 10 years old and was shit at the time yeah this is a terrible idea what the fuck is wrong with you people that's mic the end. drop moment mic drop mic moment, drop moment. Then let me let me, you enjoy a nice sip on your drink and let me woo you now and let you allow you to relax and unwind before you go home and enjoy your evening. Let me allow you to unwind with with a game, a fun feature to round us out post column. Okay. Let me ask you, Evan, if you were to choose one video game character to be your wingman, to be your social helper in a given situation, it might be that you're trying to pick up a partner at a bar or maybe you're trying to impress a boss or a new group of friends and you can bring someone with you to help you in that social situation any character from a video game you can have a few seconds to think unless you've already no, got no, one no I have one okay okay so who would you want to be as your ideal wingman <laughs> who, do you, who would you want to bring as your ideal wingman I should say the goat from goat simulator 
I can't speak. <laughs> can jump and do quite good parkour. So I'll put that in the plus side. Very, <laughs> very stretchy neck. Okay, yep. Good yep. for the Definitely a put. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> that's a, a quite graphic way to round out our evening. <laughs> oh God! Right, right. Stop, Paris. Edit this out. Okay, okay. So, as your wingman, you're bringing the. Go- okay, well, you know what? The goat from Goat Simulator. If you can control and talk with the goat, that's a great party trick. Exactly. Yep. People would be interested. Imagine taking the goat to a party. It'd be so much fun. Yep. You'd be instantly the cool guy that has the magic goat. It's actually, it's actually a more sensible answer than I had reason. I mean, yes. I mean, obviously, objectively, it's not. It's a silly it, answer. It would be very funny. <laughs> it would be funny, and you would make a lot of friends via this goat. There would be people very interested in your goat. I don't know how would you though, if I was a, for a moment, role play, please. If I was, for instance, a potential partner. Oh, oh, is that? Is that your goat? But is that the purpose of this encounter? Okay, well, maybe it's a friend then. It doesn't have to be sexualized. I'm just someone that's trying right. to get to know you, trying to impress. Exactly. Oh, you are. Is this your goat? <laughs> Indeed, this is my goat. <laughs> do you want to know what my goat can do? Please, I would love to know. It's, I've never seen a goat in a bar before. You seem to be playing a character from Dungeons and Dragons right now, John. <laughs> but um, the old lady from last week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, no one will get that reference. Um, <laughs> no. Yes, here is our party trick, John. And I take the goat's head. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Um, it's the goat from Goat Simulator. So it has a very stretchy neck, you know. It's okay, you haven't, perfectly dis- okay. you haven't dismembered This is not it. animal okay. cruelty. Okay. And I wrap its neck around my body, so it's kind of like a python, but a okay. goat. Okay. And then just the head is next to my head. And then I say, hit it. And the goat sings the God Save the Queen. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the goat in Ghost Simulator cannot do that. So already we're playing, we're playing Free Willy with creative license here. <laughs> Secondly, I think great this, movie. By the th- way, th- this doesn't fall up to <laughs> scrutiny on any level. Um, <laughs> I think people would find you odd and actively leave if you try to wrap around a sentient being around your neck. Um, as I say, what we come back to with this feature is the same problem where we need an arbiter because it's always it's my word is as good as yours, and that's the problem with this show. I think <laughs> because I have to sort of accept this choice. <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. I think and, and, find and now cue John's away. unbelievably sensible answers to the question. I know that would be boring. It's almost oh, like it's oh, almost I like you this week. Hang on, no, no, but in this particular segment, we you're always right. we do both. both do it. Do it. You're yeah, right. you're right. But I I do find this very funny because we're inadvertently playing into the stereotypes, John. We are. I'm that wacky, bizarre Aussie fuckwit. And you're that... Unintentionally, though. That little... Well, well, well. That that little... Or should we say... Or should we rather say polite, organised, dignified... Dare I say gentlemanly. Um, Well, only if you have a very high-quality razor, John. I mean, yes, I do. I, I know I don't actually. I've still got stubble. I haven't shaved this morning, but the listeners at home don't know that. I don't think he got uh, listeners. I don't think he quite got my joke there. Ah, in that I scrotum. referred to the UK as in the U- 
No, let's let's be real. Let's so that's be real. The height of comedy. Italy, Italy <laughs> is Europe's, and France is Europe. See, see, those are the kind of analogies I wouldn't make, and that's fine. It's different energies. It's different chemistries. We're coming together, like. <laughs> <laughs> like fine wine and off milk, and that's fine. We're coming at it with different... specifically to bring it back <laughs> to the um, point of this conversation. Specifically, goat's milk. Specifically, goat's milk. <laughs> off goat's milk. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, your words, not mine, friend. Um, no, who would I bring with me as a wingman to help me? Um, right, you have somewhat put me on the spot because I. I was thinking about what I was sort of thinking about what you would answer, um, but give me a moment. So make so you speak to the listener for twenty seconds. Monologue it, monologue it, monologue it, and I'll just yeah, monologue it, monologue it, monologue I'll be right it, back at you. monologue it, monologue it. Oh, in ya, we get. I don't know how that song goes. What song? Can you feel? The love tonight I don't want to get copy-striked Hello, my name is Evan Yes, yes, hello <laughs> Okay, we'll just clean this up in post <laughs> No, please don't, Ferris I think this would be really funny Um, Did you know that I am Evan? Did you know that this no, is John? Of course, um, of course, I would choose that timing um, from. I know that was really good timing, right? Um, bloody from who's the make? Uh, um, no idea what you're saying right now. Right, Red Dead Two. We're gonna go to Tahiti. No, no, not him. Who's the main character from Red Dead? Red Dead. Red, Red Dead, Dead 2. 2. Red Dead 2. Not John Marston. Arthur... Arthur... Arthur Morgan? Arthur Morgan. God, that's embarrassing. Pardon me. Arthur Morgan. <laughs> and, and I burp, which is also hugely embarrassing. Arthur Morgan. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Not only do we see him go on great nights out and be great fun, but I think he's one of the most charismatic and well-voice-acted characters in video gaming of the last ten years. I'm a bad man. You take your wife and go, John. Take your wife and go. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that are be you? Him. Uh... And he's heartless. I mean, sorry, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's selfless. <laughs> yeah, definitely him. Definitely him. He would take me to a cool bar. He would defend me if we got too drunk. He clearly likes getting drunk and having a good time himself. Yeah, and he also and likes poker. What's that great speech he has when he takes when he, he takes money off the uh, oh, he takes money off the of the wife um, of, of a widow he takes money off a widow because the husband took a loan out and he says that oh he's got some great lines in that dialogue like yeah you keep talking like that and I'll keep you on black on your mom's and, behalf oh, and, oh, and, oh, and did God. you did you know that 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 actor. is rumored spoiler alert people theorize that that interaction. Is the scene, uh, if I'm thinking of the same scene, where he catches TB? Oh, yes. Yeah, because there's an exact scene where he's like, someone coughs and he has to hold his mouth away. That's with the husband before the husband. No, yeah, it's a similar yeah. collecting money story, but it's uh, it's someone else and he covers his mouth. Mm. Yeah. No, this one he goes to the widow and he, the son tries to say something to him. By the way, I did just spoil Red Dead Redemption 2 and I do apologise for that. Oh, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't played it by now, it's on you. 
I think. Yeah, but I think it's also like only two years old, so probably shouldn't. Okay, yeah. Um, I hadn't prepared and I'm ashamed of that. Sorry, listeners. I was asking Evan the question, but now turn back on myself to the question, who would I want as my wingman? I would bring Arthur from Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. Because, as I say, he would protect me in a fight. He loves to have a good time. He's clearly very charismatic. He's got a great way with words. And he strikes me as quite selfless. I don't think he's someone that would just, you know, put me down speaking, to better themselves. Speaking of someone like that, if we're going rock star, then you've got to take Trevor. I mean, what the fuck, man? No. Imagine. Trevor's good. Imagine. But Trevor made some mistakes when he's, like, trying to woo people or trying to persuade Woo-hoo. people things. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a jingle sesh, for sure. We'll just we'll just get a couple of instruments and head the, hit up the booth one day. Ding, 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 ding. It'll be like experimental early psychedelic rock. <laughs> early rock. That is the next segment in this podcast. Right, we've ended this with such with more chaos than any of our shows previously. <laughs> Listeners, you've been fantastic. We've taken you through the news. We've told you about Splitgate. We've told you about Simpsons. We've gone through what we hate about Redfall. We've talked about the new Witcher... No, that's a ridiculous. That's voice over voice. This is podcast voice. We need to round off the show. We just completely lost control. (laughs) Faris, we've given you so much work. But hurry up and get it done for Thursday. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the end of the show. As I'm sure we'll keep in, John just said that um, we covered lots of ground tonight and we talked about quite a few different topics. Had a couple of beers. We had a good time. We enjoyed complaining about teen vampires 10 years after that they were relevant. And that's why we were complaining about it. Because it's fucking stupid, John. And I don't understand. But I will stand by the goat from Goat Simulator at the party. And I will stand by Octodad as the game to play, to have as a game that is available to play after After a nuclear nuclear apocalypse. apocalypse. And I will work on getting an arbitrator to come in and judge these games... Because I think that's objectively wrong. Although I love the passion you showed defending Octodad. I, after the end of this podcast, will beat the living shit out of John for saying what he just that's said. That's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to turn <laughs> off the mics and then Evan Sarcasm, goes, by the way. Yeah, of course it was sarcasm. Of course it would have beat me up, Evan. But you realise that if, if you... If you don't know, uh, listeners, I'm, I'm massive. I'm six foot nine and I've got a 12 pack and Evan is a small boy and I'll With beat a very him up. Big belly, and Which for is those of you, threatening. and the, for those of you who are not native English speakers, that is what I would call alliteration, my friends. Yeah, I know. Well, what, <laughs> thanks for the lesson, Chief. Um, uh, no, uh, I mean, as if it, as if it needed to be said. I was going to say, listen to us at home. No, we're both pasty white men that could go to the gym. Or as if it needed to be said. We have a podcast about video games. That much is a given. <laughs> that much is obvious. Yeah, sorry, listeners. This is gone for ten minutes now. Just yeah. rambling. Okay, let's close it up tight with what to look forward to in the week ahead. Well, listeners, the most important Nothing. thing we want to highlight. No, Gamescom, bloody hell. Gamescom, the big Gamescom event. One of the biggest games conferences of the year is happening on Wednesday. So yesterday, if you're listening to this on yeah, day, but it's release. in Germany. Come on. No, but it's filmed live from LA. 
Activision's going to be there. EA Wait, it's actually in. I Xbox, thought it was in Germany. I thought this was a German. The main conference. conferences, but the bit that they filmed, the live show, which will be big, that's like E3, they're filming from LA. That's going to have Call of Duty, Battlefield, Saints Row, Xbox, Bethesda. So much goodness. Salty goodness? Oh, that just renders a disgusting image. <laughs> <laughs> Not salty goodness, Evan. All right, ladies right. and gentlemen, this was the Early Game Podcast. I am Evan. That was John. Do you have any final words to say, John? Love you and leave you. We'll work on the features. Eat a pizza. Stop it. <laughs>